Hello everyone, this is Charlene, and I just wanted to let you know about this amazing app called Anchor, where you can record and edit your very own podcasts. Um, I have absolutely no experience podcasting, and this app has made it so easy to finally start making this dream of mine come true. Um, I highly recommend it. You can easily edit all of your audios. Um, You can add background images and music. So I highly, highly recommend this app. Um, Just go to the App Store and download Anchor to get started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Charlene, and today I wanted to talk about some of the red flags that are often seen um, in relation when you're in a relationship with a person with a cluster B personality disorder, um, as well as talk about some of the reasons why I had trouble recognizing these red flags to the extent to which I should have. Um, so a lot of the stereotypes associated with narcissistic personality disorder, um, you kind of imagine someone like Donald Trump, (laughs) um, that's just very grandiose, over the top, um, constantly bragging, almost in your face, successful, Um, and so despite my background and interest in psychology, I don't remember really learning about the more, the more covert types of narcissism. Um, so my husband, um, comes from a humble background. He makes less than $400 a month. He lives with his mom. Um, I knew he was just, you know, a school bus driver at the private school that I was working at in the Dominican Republic when I met him. Um, I knew that teachers there didn't make much money, even in, you know, comparison to teachers here in Texas. It's like, I feel rich now. (laughs) compared to what I was earning there. And I knew that bus drivers earned even less. Um, He was a lot older than me, not really physically attractive. I would say just, he's probably just an average guy. Um, So I think for those reasons, I kind of, didn't initially think, I didn't put him into that narcissistic box, you know, he didn't really fit with my stereotype of a narcissist. Um, He did, however, he would get kind of loud, and at times it seemed like he was over-exaggerating things, um, and 
maybe even making things up. But being that I was still getting used to Dominican culture, they are kind of more open and loud. Um, sometimes they do sound exaggerated to me. Um, and so I kind of thought, oh, maybe that's just the way that more of the Dominican people speak. Maybe that's not something that should be a red flag. Maybe it's something I need to get used to. And um, also, I think since I'm pretty shy and socially awkward um, and almost too honest and I don't tend to embellish things, um, even though I do like the fact that I'm very honest, um, I think I am a little self-conscious about the fact that I don't have these wonderful stories that just capture people's attention and I'm not super charismatic. And so sometimes I think, well, maybe I'm just overreacting because of my own insecurities. Um, maybe this is just a normal thing to do, you know, to kind of embellish stories when you're telling them. And maybe I just need to react more appropriately in given or in the given social situation. Um, another thing that didn't quite fit with what I had previously learned, um, so my previous conception of these toxic relationships um, was the fact that there tends to be an initial like honeymoon period during which a bunch of love bombing takes place and they're just flooding you with compliments and telling you you are the best thing ever and um and then that eventually turning into something different to where they are no longer complimenting you on the things they used to compliment you for and um Yes, my husband would give me compliments when we first met, but it was nothing over the top. I didn't feel like he would, they were very exaggerated. Um, we didn't have this amazing romance. I mean, our first date, we were supposed to be going out to dinner, but we just got some drinks and I ended up paying. So it's not like he was whining and dining. And, you know, even given the fact that he doesn't make much money, it seems like, you know, he could have sucked it up for our first date if he really wanted to impress me and, you know, have me start out with this amazing impression of him. Um, and there was... There's one more thing. I can't think of it right now. Oh, so there was something that, that wasn't a red flag in the meet. I mean, there were many red flags. Um, but something that is associated with relationships with toxic people um, is the fact that they will try and get too close too quickly. And um, 
my husband did tell me that he loved me probably within less than a month. Um, we had been drinking, and so I think I could have kind of put it up on that. And then the fact that I was still getting comfortable with Dominican Spanish and um, different ways of saying I love you can be interpreted and have slightly different connotations um, depending on which Spanish-speaking country you're from. So I thought, okay, maybe this is just used more liberally here um, because they do call people kind of like, you know, and I don't know, Texas and other parts of the United States. Um, sometimes you'll call people dear or honey or sweetie, especially um, older people when they're talking to maybe younger kids, things like that. Um, there, they oftentimes call people like amore uh, or other terms of endearment, and they use them with people they don't even know, you know, people that are helping them at the pharmacy. Um, so I thought maybe this is just a cultural difference. Uh, maybe it's a good language barrier. But um, shortly after he had said that to me, I was like, wait, you're saying that you love me? Like, it's kind of early for you to say that. Um, and then he was kind of changing what he said um, and using different synonyms for I love you in Spanish and even like, like oh, like, well, I just know I, like, I, I don't love you. If I told you I loved you, I'd be lying. Um, I adore you. Um, and then he would switch it back. And so there was definite gaslighting going on. But again, being that I was so new to Dominican Spanish, I thought maybe I'm just not understanding him correctly. Um, and from the very beginning, the broken promises started uh, and need to, to continue to this day. So um, he, the very first weekend that we met, we were going to be, he talked me into going to the beach with him on a Sunday because that was the only day that he had off that week. And my first day at my very new, brand new job in a foreign country was the following Monday. And so I said, I would love to go to the beach. That sounds like a lot of fun, but um, I really don't want to be tired tomorrow. I want to kind of be on top of my game and feel good my first day of work. And so, you know, is it okay if we make sure that we're back by, let's say, 8 o'clock? And he's like, oh, yes, I promise I'll definitely get you home by 8 o'clock. We go to the beach. He gets way too drunk. Um, we missed the last bus back to Santiago, where we lived. And I was furious. And then he was acting like what I interpreted as like a drunk fool on the bus. And I felt embarrassed to be with him. But other people didn't seem to be 
bothered by his behavior or think it was strange. And so I'm like, is this just normal for Dominicans? Again, maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. Um, and I know that I do tend to be a little bit too rigid when it comes to my schedule. Like, it gives me a lot of anxiety not knowing what the plan is, especially since I have social anxiety. And so it's like, oh, if I'm going to be at this social event for an indeterminate or an undetermined amount of time, that's going to make me very, very uncomfortable. Um, if it's going to get in the way of my sleep, that's going to make me even more uncomfortable. And so that's something that I know I need to work on. And so that probably made me feel a little bit more accepting of his broken promise. Um, but yeah, so I guess those were some of the red flags that are oftentimes seen and some of the reasons why I didn't pick up on that. Oh, as far as the love bombing. So yeah, he did tell me he loved me right away. But other than that, I feel like our relationship has kind of been the same up and down roller coaster since we met. So for two and a half years. Um, and the down <laughs> portions of this cycle tend to happen when he wants to drink. So I have a suspicion that he has an insecurity when it comes to the fact that he's probably an alcoholic. Um, and so rather than admitting that, he'll kind of project things onto me and find the reasons and ways to make me look and feel like the bad guy. Like I'm the one in the wrong. Um, but there was no initial period of love bombing. So, yeah, I'm still feeling kind of down about things um, ever since I found pictures of him kissing somebody else a few weeks ago because, you know, he does ignore me on pretty much a weekly basis for several hours when he's drinking. And so it's like, okay, I would have never found out about these pictures. I would have never found out about this person he was supposedly just kissing. Um, and he said he was going to work on things. It's been a month. Nothing's changed. So, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm sorry I'm super tired today. Um, that's another enjoyable part of being with a narcissist. They tend to pick fights when <laughs> it's really not ideal timing for you. Like holidays and you really like have a big, important event coming up that you need to be well-rested and healthy for. I really like to ruin those. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> um... Anyway, I hope some of these red flags, as well as some of the ways that you may be tricked into not noticing them, are helpful for are helpful for you all. Um, thank you so much for listening. Bye.